during the lockdown, our Father, the Apostle General, taught us something great. He taught us on Jehovah Shammah. It was one of the sermons preached during the lockdown, Jehovah Shammah. So, God being so good, we came to school this semester and our team was Jehovah Shammah. Wait for it. You don't understand it yet. Wait. Jehovah Shammah, background story. Give me Ezekiel chapter 48, verses 35. Ezekiel chapter 48, verses 35. All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. That is the meaning of Jehovah Shammah. So background story. God gave a land and divided it among the 12 tribes of Israel. So they divided the land and they built a city on the land. Some portions of the land they gave to they gave it as a grassland. They gave some portions of the land to the priests, some to the Levites. Amen. And some they built, some was a holy land. And around the land they built gates and walls. So the city had 12 gates. So after they were done building that city, they named the city The Lord is there. And the name of the city from that day shall be The Lord is there. Amen. Somebody say, The Lord is there. When, when I say Jehovah Shammah, you say the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah, the, the Lord is there. The Lord is here. Amen. So according to the apostle, he, he said that Ezekiel was a man that proclaimed that Jehovah Shammah means that the Lord is there. Now David was also a man that believed in Jehovah Shammah. But David said that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Wait for it. So, the Lord is my shepherd means that the Lord is going to provide for David. There was no day that David ever faced that. Some of us, our shepherds are our boyfriends. My darling, some numbers. <laughs> our shepherds, our sugar daddies. Some, 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 some natural people is your shepherd. Somebody, the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord will provide for you. Oh, you shall never laugh. The Lord will always be there for you. In your times of sorrow, the Lord is there for you. I studied. Science in school. I didn't do biology. I, mean, I didn't like biology. Some uh, microscopic things. I did science and technical drawing. But I learned something in physics um, heat transfer. So, heat is there. No matter what you do, the heat will be transferred. But they gave three modes of heat transfer. Oh, who, who can mention there? Who can? Which? which? Vice versa. And the last 
остались radiation. So heat can be transferred all right, but whether conduction, convection, or radiation, heat will be transferred. Now, the Lord is there. So when I was preparing this message, I wanted to say that the two forms of God being there, but I realized that it's not the right term, but two modes of God being there. God can be there, but he exists in two modes. So number one, God is there for you. Two modes of the Lord is there. God is there for you, number one. God is there for you. God is there all right. He exists, but he's there. Number two. God is there in you. God is there in you. God is there. He exists. But he's there in you. Give me Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Chapter 18, verse 20. So, God is there for you. Where two or three are gathered together in my day, I am there in their midst. God is there for us. So what do we do? We come to him. Now I have a question. Why, like, why do you go to church? Or why did you come to church today? Like, did you come to church to like dress like fashion like me? Of course, yes. If I don't fashion to church, I don't like fashion too. I came to church to fashion, yes. Did you come to church to meet friends? Yes. <laughs> All my friends are in church. Did you come to church because you couldn't sleep in your room Sunday? Yes. Since my childhood, they told me Sunday I have to come to church. Yes. But there is one very important reason why we come to church. We come to church because God is here. Somebody didn't hear me. I said you go to church because Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. God is present in this place. That is why we come to church. So, when you are coming to church, like, we got to come with the right mindset. I, I hope that. You, like, you, you, you have to come. You have to come to church. Because God is here. Okay? And, like, you believe in God, don't you? Because if you don't believe in God, and, like, you come to church, I don't know what's wrong with you. You believe in God. So, it's a very important reason. So, after coming to fashion, oh, are you taking me a picture? So, after coming to fashion and taking pictures, after meeting friends, after doing whatever you have to do, you have to cite it at the back of your mind that you came for God. God is here. That is why you came to church. Now, God is there in you. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? It's very simple. Do, do you not know? Please, if you don't know, raise up your hand. That God is there in you. That's what the Bible is saying. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? It means God dwells in you. So simple. So, an evidence that Jehovah is real, or God is there, is that His Spirit is in you. God is there. How do you know He's there in you? Like, how do you know? It's because of His Spirit. That's an evidence to show that 
God is there in you. Now, when, when, when you have the Spirit of God, okay, when you have the Spirit of God, this is how you have, you have to, your life, or you have to live on the principle of grace. Because I don't understand why God is there in you and you are struggling with your academics. Where is grace? What is there in you? So now, where is grace? If God wasn't in you or his spirit wasn't in you, then you can't live on grace. But because the Lord is there in you, you have to function on the principle of grace. Meaning, you don't have to struggle. You see, grace is available, but if each of us has special grace, what was the sermon? I started yesterday dawn for about like four to six. And this morning, it wasn't like I didn't start early. I started early, but nothing was coming. But when God wanted grace to speak, at the right time, within the shortest possible time, God dropped this word for you. Amen. So, as a Christian, allow yourself to operate on grace. In your academics, why are you struggling? When you can pray that God give me the grace to study, that one take you. You are struggling. You can be watching Netflix. When you can pray for grace. Hey! Amen. God is there in you. So you have to exhibit grace. Your life has to be an example of someone who God exists in. Like, let grace speak for you. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how this sermon is going to go, but I want to tell you that this is my first time preaching. It's very surprising. And you see, I, it wasn't by my strength. Or like I know the Bible or I've studied. No. It just came within yesterday's morning. And today's morning, I I didn't struggle for it. I didn't study for it. It was it's just by grace. Just by grace. So in your life, wherever you are struggling, it's simple. You have to know that God is in you. God is there. He's there in you. His spirit is in you. So therefore, grace, 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 grace has to speak for you. Amen. So, can you give me Ephesians chapter 20 verse, chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Which power in you, which power works in you? Is it <laughs> which which power works in you? Which like what do you believe in? I mean, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly, if grace works in you, if the spirit of God is in you, why can't you do exceeding abundantly? It is simple. God is in you, so like. Why are things not working for you? I'm not talking about external situation too. In your life, like, why? Charlie, we gotta ask ourselves, why, why, why are things not working for you? I, like, I don't understand. Because there is grace. 
according to the power that works in you. So it means that, are you conscious that the Spirit of God is in you and the Spirit of God works in you? You see, most of us, we are very carnally minded. We think when the Spirit of God is in you, you can pray. That, that's the function of God. It's but the Spirit of God exists in your life to help you live as a human being. To help you in every area of your life. That's why the Spirit of God didn't come for only prayers and only fasting and only worship and what? Praises and reading the Bible and preaching. No! The Spirit of God is in you to help you live. So as, like, as students, I'm very particular about that. Like, you don't have to struggle as a Christian. Come to church, all right, but you have to know, you have to be conscious, and you have that power that works in you for you to be able to do exceeding abundance in your academics. Amen? So, if you are here and you happen to be struggling with something, grace is working for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Any sickness that is in your body, because of the Spirit of God, the power that works in you. When you declare yourself healed, you shall be healed. When you want to study and you ask for grace, God shall give you the grace to study. God shall give you the grace to study in the mighty name of Jesus. So, I spoke about God is there for you and God is there in you. Now, I'm coming back to God is there for you. God is there for you. So, God is there for you, okay? His presence is there for you. Like, the only way you can, God is there for you is by his presence. True or false? True or false? True. It's by his presence. Earlier I said the only way you can see that God is in you is by his spirit. The only way you can see that God is there for you, God is there, Jehovah Shammah, for you. Is by his presence. So, if the presence of God is there for you, what do you have to do? You have to dwell. Somebody say dwell. Dwell in the presence of God. Say dwell in the presence of God. Dwell in the presence of God. So, I checked out the meaning for dwell and it says abide as a permanent resident. To abide, like to abide as a permanent resident or to inhabit for a time so to abide as a permanent resident it means to live like to live okay so you have to live another word for dwell dwelling in his presence means living in his presence like you have to live your life in god's presence do we get it i'm not saying come to church every day that is not living your life in god's presence but when you are going, you have to carry God's presence with you. That is living your life in God's presence. Because God's presence is not restricted to the church buildings. It's not restricted to our gathering. God's presence. You have to carry it with you. That is living in God's presence. That is dwelling in Him because He is there for you. Now, John chapter 15, verse 4. John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me, abide in me, abide in me, abide, like live in me, draw, draw permanently in me, and I in you. 
As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in me, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. So meaning, like, when you want to bear fruit in life, it is Jesus. It is God. Like, you, you have to abide in God. You have to live in God. You have to live in his presence. We already, we already understood that God is there in us. So the Bible says that abide in me and I in you. So God is there in you. So now, God is there in you. But you don't, you don't abide in God. How, how do you expect to bear fruit? Nah, it doesn't work like that. God is there in you. You are proclaiming his name in your room on a Sunday. You don't, you don't abide in God. No. If you want to bear fruit, and bearing fruit means seeing the success of your labor. When, when you sow the seed, the only way you know that your seed has uh, been successful is when the fruit comes. So, when you sow a seed in your academics, you can only bear fruit if you abide in God. If you dwell in His presence. Amen? That is the only way you can bear fruit. And trust me, no struggle. So, you see, like Christians, you are very fortunate too. It's not that those in the world, they are not making it. Charlie, go and see the Tesla in the Lambos and the Bugatti they are driving. They don't know God. They are atheists, but they are making it. But they are Christians. So that doesn't mean as for Christians, they, if we don't abide in God, we will not make it. You see, you can make it. But there is something we call good success. I'm, I'm going there. There is something we call good success. You can, you can, you can make your semester average. You can make your first class by studying non-stop. Morning, afternoon, evening, 24-7. And be studying chaff. And at the end, if you don't take a car, like before you get that 70, the way you struggle. And you can also make your semester average by abiding in God and leaving everything to Him. And you ask God, God, show me what to study. And the Spirit will direct you. And at the time your semester average pops up, you'll be shocked. Amen. Amen. So our advantage is God wants to give us grace. He wants to make things very easy for us. That is the more reason why we need to abide in Him. We need to inhabit in Him. We need to live in Him as Christians. Not temporarily or not conditionally when you are sick. You, when you are sick, that is when you come to church. Hey, sister, I think. During exam week, then you come and go down. <laughs> you come and sue. No, not conditionally. Permanently. You live in God permanently. That is the only way you can bear fruit. That is the only way things work. Amen. Now, you can you can take this note. Benefits of dwelling in Him. Benefits of dwelling in God. Psalm 91 verse 1. Benefits of dwelling in Him. 
Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This, this scripture is like a whole series or a whole sermon. If you want to go into the world, the word, the words one by one. Unless you do. He who dwells, he who lives, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, as a Christian, you come to church, you dwell in the secret place of God, you abide under his shadow. What is God's shadow? God's shadow is a covering. Okay? This is God. Mm? But his shadow is there for you. So, God, please allow me. If I'm God, <laughs> why? I can't be God. Eh? If I'm God, then my shadow falls on you. It's a covering. So, in order for you to be under that covering, you need to dwell in the secret place. So, once you're under that covering, Automatically, you are protected. Benefit number one, there is protection in him. There is protection in him. Once you dwell in a secret place, you are under his shadow. You are protected. You are protected from sickness. You are protected from attacks. You are protected from accidents. And you know the funny thing? <laughs> when an accident is coming, you don't know. It just comes up. And it's like it can take your life away or it can damage you forever. But dwelling in God, you are protected and you are shielded from that accident. Like, I don't, how can you dwell in God and be under his shadow and still have an accident? Then it means something is wrong or his word is false. But I can assure you that as long as you continue to dwell in a secret place, you shall abide under his shadow. Every accident, any attack, any misfortune set for you, it shall pass over you in the mind of Jesus. So you are under God's shadow or you come to a secret place. You dwell in a secret place. Now, let's say there was one day, like if I want to pray, some, some, of, some of us, we are, like, we are spiritual, like, very spiritual. So the day we don't pray, like we don't feel okay. But some of us, too, we are very like relaxed. So most of the times we forget to pray and, and we go about our day. So what if that day that you forgot to pray, it was the day the devil tried to take your life? But because you dwelt in his secret place, his shadow was over you, so he saved you from the attack of the devil. Simple. You realize that this life is enough evidence to know that God is there. His presence, his presence is there for you. It's enough evidence. So it's enough evidence to, to tell you that. Like, come to the secret place. You don't have a reason to miss church. Because if you miss a Sunday service and you miss a midweek service on a Tuesday, you, you might not even pray for the whole week, but you are still protected. 
they have been taking their advance from Akadu Kumasi. But God protects you. Challenge is because you always come to church on a Sunday. Benefits number two. There is joy in him. There is joy in him. Psalm 1, 1, Psalm 1, 2, 2, verse 1. Psalm 1, 2, 2, verse 1. There is joy in him. In his presence, in his presence. There is joy. Joy is an emotion. Joy is an emotion evolved by the prospect of success, of good success, good fortune, joy. So, you come to church and you realize that, Charlie, you are so happy. Like, you see the way we're dancing for praises. That's like joy. It's not that somebody has dashed some thousand cities or no, but like, we feel successful. Like we feel, we feel that we have good fortune, that is joy. So when you come to the presence of God, there is joy in His presence. I was glad when He said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord, into His presence, because God is there. His presence is here. Rosa K. University, the presence of the Lord is right here. The presence of the Lord is here. God is there. So I was glad because in his presence there's happiness. There's like there's wisdom. There's there's everything. Can't you see that? Like the presence of God is the greatest blessing you can ever have as a Christian. Because think about it. When you need wisdom, when you need to take a decision, who do you pray to? You ask God. When you need understanding, you need knowledge, you need confidence, who do you pray to? So in God's presence, it's like everything is there. So I was glad, I was glad, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Benefit number three, there is rest in him. There is rest in him. Some of us, it's like, I already said, I came to church to fashion. I came to church to meet friends. Some of us, we, we, we don't really fashion to class or we don't really have any important place to go. So it's, in, it's only in church that we come to dress and we come to take pictures. We come to meet friends. So those things make us happy. I don't know about you, but one of them, amen. There is, there is rest in him. So, when you go through life, when you go through life, and you go through all the difficulties in life, and you come, and, and you come, there is rest for you in God's presence. Amen. Amen. God is ready to accept you as you are. No, like, no, no matter what, no matter what you have done, God will give you rest. Come, come to me, all who labor and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So, I came to give you a good thing. When, when you go through life, and you are tired, and like there are a lot of burdens on your heart, come to God and He will give you rest. Amen. When, when your boyfriend breaks your heart, come to God, He will give you rest. God, like, God, God is a loving that. 
It's a laughing that like when you go and they insult you and they dump you and they disrespect you and they don't treat you like you want to come to God. Come to God with your burdens. God, God will give you rest. Amen. Amen. So when you move through life, like who do you talk to? Who do you talk to? Who do you tell your problems? Your friends. All the like all the breakups that in your life and all the situations your family is going through and the way your academics is not going well and everything. You talk to your friends and can they solve the problem? Are they able to give you rest? No. God give you rest. In his presence, there's rest. He will give you a rest that no, no, no one else on this earth can give you. He will give you peace. He will give you wisdom. God will show you. God will show you the way. In His presence, there is rest. Now, you can you can write this um, topic as dwelling in God. I didn't really want to say um, how to dwell in God. It's like how to how to. Sometimes it's very difficult to practice. That's why I feel. So dwelling in God, dwelling in God. Joshua chapter one, verse seven to eight. Joshua chapter one, verse seven to eight. Dwelling in God. So number one, meditating on the word. So dwelling in God is the same as dwelling in Him, because He said, "Abide in Me, and I in You." So Dwelling in God is the same as dwelling in Him and it's the same as dwelling in His presence. Because I already stated that the only way or the only signal we can know that God is here is His presence. So dwelling in God is the same as dwelling in Him and it's the same as dwelling in His presence. So number one, meditating on the Word. Now, I'm coming to explain to you how meditating on the Word means dwelling in God. Only the strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Already I stated that one benefit of dwelling in him is that you are going to bear fruits. Another one is you may prosper. This book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you have good success. You have good success. Success without struggle. Like success without struggle. Come fraud. If you are here, you're a fraud boy. You are successful, but it's not good success. Like, you don't need to fraud to get money. God has to give you wisdom to get money. So, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. This book of the law. Many a times you think this book of the law is like the Ten Commandments, like the laws of Moses, to like the way we have to meditate on it and tell 
No, just the laws like sometimes they are very difficult and it's contrived, but relax, relax. Meditate and meditating on the word is uh, like dwelling in God. Okay. So John chapter one verse one. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Meditate this book of the law. The book of the law is the word. The book of the law is the word. The book of the law is the Bible. So the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. John chapter 1 verse 14. So, this word, that was God. When you meditate on this word, what are you doing? You are dwelling in God. It's like a simple, simple you are dwelling in God by meditating on His Word. So, it's difficult sometimes to read your Bible every day. I won't lie to you. I'm a victim. I won't lie. I'm a victim. I'm standing on the altar. It's difficult. But you have to put it at the back of your mind that anytime you are meditating the Word, it's a way of you dwelling in God. So, it's like, you, you got to do it. When, even when it's, when it's when it's difficult, you have to persist every day so that successful, you have good success. It's very easy. It's very easy. Um, dwelling in God, number two. You dwell in a secret place. And that was Psalm 91, verse 1, which said that Psalm 91, verse 1. So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So his secret place is his church. You understand? You can carry the presence of God with you. Okay, but you like you have to come to church. You, you have to come to church. Like you have to dwell in him. Come to church. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high. So now on a Sunday, don't wake up and sleep. Don't wake up and sit there. And say that, oh, me, like, I don't feel like coming to church today. We've all given those excuses. But in order to dwell in God, for your life to be successful, in order to know, in order for you to know your plan for the week, you have to come to church. You have to dwell in the secret place. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. So when, when, when you are dwelling in the secret place, you are dwelling in this is the presence of God. So, once you are here, you have to be aware of God's presence. You don't have to come to church and your mind is somewhere. No, no. You have to be aware of God's presence. So, your emotions, your actions, your reactions should all be affected by the presence of God. So, that if you come, hmm, and you eye somebody because the person is dancing, that something is wrong with you. The, like the presence of God has not affected you. Then the demon working in you here. Let's this was the best time to take it Like like when you come to church, allow yourself, relax, feel free. That's why me and my we dance because we are not afraid of anybody. We, we are we are just expressing the joy in us. Allow 
God's presence to affect you. Don't come and see your body like some swag mama boobies. Why? No. Like the fine boys and things. Yeah, I can find so you find passport. If your body creates you, so why do you feel what you like you get fire? No. You have money so allow your emotions. When you feel like crying, don't mind anybody. At that point, you don't know what God is taking from your life. Cry. Let your emotions be affected by God's presence. Let God's presence affect your emotions. Your actions. What you do. When you feel in your spirit that you should come and know that the boss and you should come and so do it. Because it's God talking to you. Did I mention Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6? Okay, so in always acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So I already told you when you come to God's presence, you gotta be aware of God's presence. So once you are aware, that is when you can acknowledge God. If I walk into this auditorium, and nobody's aware that walked in. Don't acknowledge me. Do you understand? So when you come to God's presence, be aware. But I don't know what you will say. Because if there's you you are aware there's fire, so you're not stepping it. You know who go there. So once you come into God's presence, be aware that you are in God's presence. So acknowledge him and you will direct your path. Like what do you want? In life, he will direct you. It means the reason why sometimes you come to church and go back the same is that we haven't acknowledged God. We, we are not aware. We, we think Sunday service is a norm. So we come and we go the same. But his word says that his mercies are new every morning. You, God always has something new for you. So when you come to his presence, Number three, dwelling in God's presence. Dwelling in God's presence. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. God has blessed you. Amen. Oh, somebody receive it. God has blessed you. You are blessed. You are blessed. But you see. Why, like, why is it that sometimes you can't see the blessings? Because you haven't acknowledged God to activate and manifest that blessing. If God is here and you don't acknowledge Him, you are not aware, you don't let God affect your emotions, your actions, let God lead you in what you are doing. There is no way that blessing is going to be manifested in your life. So, once you come into the presence of God, acknowledge God. Dwelling in God, number three, pray, pray, pray. Then when you call upon me and go pray to me, I will listen to you. I will listen to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. We just, we just want to pray. The Bible says, and then when you call upon me and go and pray to me, I will listen to you. I will listen to you. Whatever is on your heart, just pray. Mention it to God. Ask God to direct you. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will order your path. 
lift up your voice to someone. We hope you were blessed by this sermon. Please do join us every Tuesdays at 6.30pm at Africa Hall Dining Hall and on Sundays, 10am at the University Hall Dining Hall, KNUST for service. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rosa KNUST and on Facebook at Rosa KNUST Official. God richly bless you.